0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio.
0: Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome
2: to Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician trained in Britain and living in Canada. Since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving, which explains the name of the show, Family Caregivers Unite. Now, our topic today is grandparents and family caregivers. More and more, and for more and more reasons, grandparents find themselves as family caregivers, family caregivers for their own parents, for their own brothers and sisters and their families, for their own children, and even for their own children's children. So to discuss this world of family caregiving by grandparents, I'm welcoming two guests, Bev Mahone and Pat Montgomery. Bev Mahone, let me introduce her first, has nearly 30 years' experience as a radio and television news journalist, including ABC News and NBC News. She's a radio talk show host, author, and motivational speaker. She describes herself as a baby boomer with a lot, and she emphasizes that, a lot to say. And after her years of being in a controlled radio and television news environment, she now feels to tell it like it really is. With her life as an African-American baby boomer female entrepreneur, she's plenty of stories to share. And with all the knowledge and experience she's gained from her broadcasting career, she's reinventing herself to give back by helping people learn what it takes to get noticed by the media and to prepare for a successful interview. And she tells us that she's also a wife, Mother, Grandmother, dealing with issues like aging, menopause, transition, stress, divorce, second chances, new opportunities, transformation, racism, sexism, mortality, and more. Now, Pat Montgomery is author, radio, talk show host, and blogger. She's a business owner, speaker, and trainer, and she's also a registered nurse. She's a mother of three, a stepmother of two, and a grandmother of 12. She's also a certified paranormal investigator. One of her books grew from something she was writing for her children. This was a list of things she learned as she was raising them. And when the list got to about 25 pages, she realized it was going to be a book of parenting advice distilled from her own experiences. She says that a talk show gives her the opportunity to pass on parenting and advice and timely information from people who she says are much smarter than she is. She also says that the idea of being a grandma scared her. The question, am I old enough to be a grandma, bothered her. But now she sees the life of grandmother as a stage, like all the other stages in life, And it's a wonderful stage, she says. So welcome to the show, Bev and Pat.
3: Hi,
4: and thank you very much for having both of us. We know each other, so uh, this is quite a treat to me. It is.
3: It's a real treat. (laughs) It's the only time
2: you two get to talk together. Now, I just want to make one quick thing. Pat is on family caregiver duty waiting at an airport. And she's very (laughs) kindly agreed
3: to this show.
2: So if you hear some background noises, don't worry. um, It's just the airport
3: working. It's just an airport, and I highly apologize. But it's the best we can do.
2: Don't worry. Don't worry. Now, Bev, let's start with you.
3: Your website
2: says that in the present boomer stage of your life and your broadcasting career, you are reinventing yourself and that you're a grandparent. So... Please tell us in what ways you are reinventing yourself as a grandparent
4: family caregiver. Well, first of all, I have one daughter that I raised who is now 21 years old. So needless to say, when she became a mother as a college, well, she was a high school student at the time, um, and she wanted to go to college, then I had to decide what role I was going to play as the grandparent in helping her to continue to pursue her dreams. So that kind of sets up the whole grandparent family caregiver. So when she went away to college, I became the primary guardian for her son. And let me tell you something, Gordon, after raising a child who is now grown A lot has changed with children over (laughs) 41 years, so I am really having to learn how to raise children again, and more importantly, how to raise a young man, because, you know, girls seem to be easy, flawless, but I have a young boy that I am trying to to raise in his formula of years, and um, it can be very challenging. In addition to that, I still have a mother who requires assistance, and until May of this year, my husband and I were assuming uh, family care duties for his mother um, before she passed away. So we have all of this going on, you know, in a matter of like a five-year period. My whole life has changed in five years. So I am learning and adjusting and growing and uh, just trying to, you know, I guess go back and and do it all over again, but hopefully doing it better. What I will say to you, Gordon, is this, something I have learned, is that, ironically, when my grandson was very small, you know, working with him and raising him, was much like taking care of our mother-in-law and mother because they were both needy, helpless, um couldn't do a lot of things on their own. So, you know, in that respect it was kind of the same. So, I am learning to make those adjustments and just I don't want to say go with the flow because you can never really just go with the flow when you're a family caregiver. Um, you know, you've got to have some plan. But um, that is the one thing that I have learned is that uh, a lot of the similarities of taking care of a baby I find in taking care of elderly parents.
2: So it's a real reinvention. Now, Pat, I want to ask you, you know, in your radio show, Parents Rule, you offer parenting <laughs> advice. Now, what grandparenting advice do you offer, and does this reflect your own experience as a grandparent family caregiver?
3: Pat? You know for the majority of grandparents, the most common advice I give them is to remember they're the grandparents and not the parents. It's so easy to want to step in there and say, "You should do it this way, let's do it this way, this is you know this is what you should how you should do the bedroom, this is how you should um discipline them blah 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 and it's not your job anymore, and I think you should sit down with your children and say whatever parent, grandparenting role you're going to have and, and discuss with them what they want for their children, what is their vision for their children, what do they see in terms of feeding habits and discipline and TV time and bedtime and all that kind of stuff, and respect their wishes. Uh, my children, <laughs> because I raised independent children, when I showed up to first babysit, they handed me a list of this is what you need to do now, this is what you need to do then. (laughs) And at first I was insulted by that because, you know, I did pretty well raising them. I figured I could handle my grandchildren. But, you know, I really learned to appreciate that, and I'm so glad they do that now. And it takes the pressure off me. It keeps the child in the routine they're used to, and it's so much easier. And if I can just piggyback off of something that Pat
4: said, I wish I were in that situation where I could just have a list and just, you know, right. be not too. But unfortunately, I'm not. And I think that, you know, that's where it gets to be a little hairy because I do believe that I have to be the influence right now in his life because he only sees his mother on the weekends. And that's not every weekend. So if she just sent me a list every week and said, do this, do this, do this. And I don't think that he would really have the proper guidance. So you know, it just depends on the situation that you're you're in, and I think that's how it's going to be dictated what you will do. So this is a
2: quick question to both of you because we're going to go into a break in a second. But to
4: Bev first,
2: this is a journey that you are now on—a new journey that you really didn't expect. Is that right?
4: That's right.
2: Yeah. And so that reinvention that you're talking about is an ongoing thing with you. Now, every day. P- Sorry,
4: every day.
2: Yeah, right. Now, to Pat, uh, the question: You had to change your your sort of attitudes in a way that you had to learn to be, so to speak, hands off. Is that right? right? And does that yeah. represent a journey? That exactly.
3: I had to learn to step back and. Um, not try to take over, and it's so difficult because you want to you want to help your kids. You you know certain things to do, and then I learned, like Beverly said earlier, that things have changed. There are new rules for parenting, and you, know, you can't put a blanket on a newborn baby anymore. <laughs> things like that that I didn't know, and so you just have to you have to learn these things.
2: Yeah. Now, what we're, going to, we're going to take the break now because this is a moment that I think we can do it. But when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the issues that you both hear on your radio shows or in response to the things you write so that we can extend your own experience uh, to the way in which you advise and help others. So it's going to be at the time to take the break. This is where we have to pay the rent. This is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guests are Bev Mahone and Pat Montgomery. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay with us. We will be back. Talk, talk,
5: talk. That's all we do is talk. the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to G at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G. At M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Beth Mahone and Pat Montgomery. Our topic is grandparents as family caregivers. So let's talk more about the ways in which grandparents are family caregivers. And starting with you, Pat, and I know you're grappling with um, a loudspeaker in that airport, um, Who typically are grandparents, family caregivers? Are they women, men, retirees? Are they still working, living with a partner? Are they living alone? Which of them do you hear most from in your radio show? What do they want to uh,
3: talk about? I think grandparent caregivers come in all shapes and sizes, but the majority that I hear from uh, are the grandmothers. And when we started thinking about doing the show, I thought, well, you know, there's three different types of. of grandparenting, caregiving, and there's the babysitter, caregiver, grandparent like me who comes in and does occasional babysitting. Then there's someone like Bev who is truly co-parenting because the the mother is still an active participant in the care for the grant for that child. And then there are the ones that are the full-time caregivers. Maybe they have custody of that child or guardian of that child, and um, it's much more difficult for them. And actually, I get a lot of uh, phone calls from that group because they seem to need the most help. Uh, And so whatever experience I have or I have learned on the show um, from other people uh, is what I can pass on to them.
2: Right. Bev, in your book, Don't Ask and I Won't Have to Lie, you talk about blockages in the heart and mind that keep people from moving forward. What are these blockages, and how do they affect grandparent family caregivers?
4: Denial is probably the biggest one. We deny that we, you know, when you can't handle something, you say, oh, yeah, I can do this. I can take on this project. Oh, yeah, I can do this. But, you, no, you can't. And so you're in denial, and when you go into denial, you end up stressing yourself out in the end and that leads to could lead to depression it can lead to anxiety it can lead to other physical ailments another thing that i think that um, keeps people from moving forward when it comes to fam- being a family caregiver is not doing enough homework not understanding the law when it comes to uh, you know, the rights of the elderly. I, I, you know, I, I really can't go into it now, but to make a long story short, we had an incident at one of the uh, nursing homes in the state where I live, and it was, it was so appalling. I immediately got on the Internet and started researching and trying to find information. I was calling people, et cetera, et cetera. I kept digging until I found the answers. Well, if you don't, do your homework and do the research, once again, you'll be stressed out. That'll lead to a lot of other issues. And then that, you know, family member who needs your attention and your time and your care will end up losing out because you don't really know what you're doing and can't handle it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pat, just flowing on from that, what are the most serious challenges faced by grandparent family caregivers whom you hear from?
3: Well... Financial are big ones, especially if they become a full-time caregiver, and there a lot of them are on fixed incomes. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they've got this child or, or children to take care of, and they don't know how to do that. And if they're a full-time caregiver and the parent is not in the picture, then there is also always, a lot of emotional issues on both sides because something has happened that um, has caused this tragedy, so, you know, death or a debilitating illness or incarceration or abandonment or substance abuse, something tragic has happened. And so not only does, is the mother of the debilitated parent suffering but the child is suffering and many times they act out and these poor grandparents you know they bring this child in their home and then they have this huge disciplinary problem and they don't know what to do because they don't want to come down too hard on them because they know they're hurting and they uh it's very difficult for them they have to figure out how to deal with them and you know they've just got to have some kind of therapy and counseling and help for that
2: right so uh, you I want you to say more about the problems, the challenges of law. Uh, You know, we're talking about serious challenges, and I get the impression from you that you see that, questions of uh, grandparent family caregivers not knowing enough about the law, uh, as one of the serious challenges. Please say more about that, the law challenge.
4: Well, there are are certain rights that um, when you're dealing with Medicaid and Medicare, Medicare Plan B, Plan A, C, D, whatever. There are um, things within, you know, the the policies that, th- the, unfortunately, you know, the family member who needs the care may not be able to research because, you know, for whatever reason they they're disabled. So we as family caregivers owe it to them and ourselves to you know, research on the Internet, contact our local social services office, do what, talk to other people who have gone through the similar situations in order to understand how to, you know, deal with Social Security checks that don't come on time, uh, the fact that Medicare Plan B won't cover, you know, certain pills or certain nursing homes. We had a situation uh, with my mother-in-law where one nursing home wouldn't take her because of the type of Medicare she had. We didn't even know. We just assumed, well, all Medicare covers everything. That's not the case. So what ends up happening is you get caught between a rock and a hard place if you haven't studied and researched and, 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 you know, tried to... Look at all stones unturned, so to speak, in order to um, do best by your um, your family member.
3: Right. And,
4: and can I just say one more thing, Gordon? Sure. One of the things that I hear over and over again from women that I talk to is overwhelmed in taking care of not only grandchildren but for um, their elderly parents. They are overwhelmed mm-hmm. because it's yeah. just so much... And when you're over 50 years old, trying to run around with a two-year-old, oh, my God, it's a nightmare. And I, if my husband were not here, I, I can't even say, um, you know, what life would be like. It would be crazy because I know I couldn't do it by myself. Right.
2: Pat, you talked about the financial challenge that keeps mm-hmm. coming up. Please say more about that and what, how it manifests itself and the kind of things that it leads to.
3: Well, the financial challenges are great. I mean, how do you, if you're barely putting food on your own table, how are you paying for these children to have food and clothing and school activities and new shoes and haircuts and (laughs) dentists? You know, just speaking of that, you know, what about health care? You know, how do you pay for their health care? You know, if you're on Medicare and you have these now you have these grandchildren in your home, Medicare doesn't cover them. you got to find a way to get them covered. Most of the time they qualify for Medicaid or one of the uh, CHIP programs. But because, and, and gratefully, they don't take into account the grandparents' income when they look at that. But it's very well, difficult. That's
4: not true in North Carolina.
3: Oh, it's not? Mm-hmm. No, no it's see, it not. is not. It is in Georgia. Yeah. But, and, and when I was looking online, they said that most states don't take that into account. So, um, you know, it's real important, and and I'm sure Bev will back me up on this. It's very, very important to like I, like we we're just talking about to know the laws of your state. And yeah. I, there's um, some websites that you can go to to get that information for legal and financial help. Um, you can go to USA.gov. Forward slash topics forward slash grandparents, and it, there's a world of information there, uh, and it's based on you know state by state information. So that's really that was really helpful when I looked at that. Um, you can go to your local um, area um, agency on aging, and you can just Google that, and it'll come right up. Uh, one of the biggest problems that grandparents have, especially older grandparents. <laughs> find themselves in this situation is a lot of them aren't very technically oriented so they don't even know how to search the internet and so financial problems become even greater because they've got to go to classes and they've got to buy a computer now and they've got to learn all this stuff and they've got to find help and it's it's very difficult
2: so it really is comes back to the thing that bev has also been stressing which is we the grandparents have to get educated, but that may not be very easy to do for all kinds of reasons. And one of the reasons, maybe, is that we're so pushed, we've got so much to do. not just a question of money, but it's time and it's energy and it's effort and all those kinds of things.
4: And the other thing is grandparents are getting younger and younger. You know, I was 47, 48 when I became a grandmother and you know, I really, well, it's a long story, but I didn't really want to let people know that I was a grandmother at that point. <laughs> but as soon as I, I told people, all of and I started getting all of these emails from other women saying, oh, my God, you know, I became a grandmother at 42 or 45. Thank you for sharing. You know, I'm glad to know I'm not alone. So, you see, you still have women who are, professionals in the workforce who are now grandparents who are still having to take care of their own parents, they may even have a grown children who come back into the home. So you've got a lot of different yeah. scenarios going on.
3: Well, we're and, going and to,
2: to cut add- I'm going to interrupt you because it's the usual time. You know, we've got to take a okay. break, pay the rent, but we're going to come back to these things because they're profoundly important. So it's break time again. This is Dr. Gordon Averley, and my guests are Bev Mahone and Pat Montgomery. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. We're coming back. Ask
5: the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: bullies enrage us. In tough economic times, we are motivated by fear, and this causes people to mistreat others. It doesn't just happen to school kids. You'll find it in the workplace, school, and over the internet. Oftentimes, people feel that they have nobody to turn to, or no legal recourse. Don't be enraged. Engage. Tune in to Bullies on Blast with your host, Aunt Delta Dawn. We'll expose bullies and strive to save the lives of those who are being bullied. Listen Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
5: The Internet's number one talk station, number one talk station, voiceamerica.com.
0: You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Bev Mahone and Pat Montgomery. Our topic is grandparents as family caregivers. Now I want to ask you this question. It's Something you both touched on, but let's go into it in more detail. The ways in which grandparents as family caregivers may or do need help. Now, when I'm going to ask you, Bev, again, similar question, but I would just want you to focus. What is your impression from the grandparents, family caregivers you hear from? Um, what
3: help do they need
2: most? What sort of help do they really
3: need most? Well, they need help with um, financial issues. They need, you know, they need to know where to turn to get help. Uh, they, one of the key things they need help with is how to deal with the emotional issues with their grandchildren. Um, they need help with the stress that Beverly talked about, um, grandpa caregiver grandparents have higher incidences of high blood pressure and obesity and other sorts of of stress-related disorders because they're under tremendous strain. Like, you know, we're not God didn't set us up to have babies when we're 60 for a reason. <laughs> you know, you're, you're better off doing that when you're younger. And it's it's hard to keep up with these kids, and it's hard to stay current on everything that's going on. And, and listening to their music now just drives me crazy. I understand what my mother went through now. <laughs> you know, it's just... Um, the biggest thing they need is help, and and they and help from each other seems to work the best. They learn from each other, and most states have programs um, that are uh, grandparent support group kind of programs. Either on you can get it online, or there are places that you can get it. Um, like if I pulled up California on that USA. Dot gov site and there was a whole long list of support groups for grandparents raising grandchildren um, in Georgia. We have something called um, um, grand raising healthy grandparents and it's uh, project healthy grandparents and it 's a tremendous program, and a lot of states have a program like that, and you just have to get clued into it but um What what we're learning is that there's more and more right now because of the economy, there's more and more grandparent caregivers than there were before.
2: I'm just going to switch back to to Bev for a moment. Um, Bev, you've been emphasizing that particular point, you know, they're getting younger, and we won't go into the question of uh, what was intended about, uh, uh, you know, families and children at a certain age. But it raises a very serious question. So I'm I'm wanting to put to you this. What is it that can be done for family caregivers that you hear from when they're facing the sort of challenges that you've both been talking about and that really reflect the point that they don't have the resources they need to confront all the things that they have to confront? What what help do they really need in your view? Bev?
4: Uh, well, other than prayer. <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, dear. I think what Pat um, talked about, having a support group that you can look to in your community. You know, your local churches um, mm-hmm. have different ministries where you can go. They need an outlet. They need to know that they are not alone. Absolutely. But once you know that somebody else is going through, maybe not exactly the same thing, but something similar, then you can almost breathe a sigh of relief. And I, and I don't say that, you know, frivolously, but, you know, I, I read a blog post the other day from a woman who I thought was like 25 years old, and she was ranting about her teenage daughter having being pregnant. And I thought, "Oh my goodness." And she went on and on and and I got right on her blog, wrote her and said, "I went through the same thing. I understand. We have since developed a relationship because now she has somebody that she can come to and say, "Okay, my daughter is 7 weeks pregnant, and she's doing whatever whatever whatever." Well, I've been there. So I can help her. So to wrap it up in a nutshell, is just having a support base somewhere. It, right. it maybe it'll have maybe it's just online. It maybe it's not in your community, but find some place. And I know Pat, you said that you know many of older caregivers you know don't have access to computers, but you can go to
3: the library. Yeah, but a lot of but a lot that I've talked to don't they They look at me and say, "How do I use this computer? What do I do with it? How do I surf the internet?" So there is a learning curve for some. Luckily, it's not all of them. Luckily, there's quite a few who are internet savvy. Yeah,
4: but that's what I would say. Just find find your support base. Grandmas right. are us.
3: <laughs> exactly. You know, or read books, like if you're having emotional issues with this uh, grandchild. Uh, I had a guy on my show a few months ago called, his think, Brian Post with the Post Institute. He's got a great book called The Great Behavior Breakdown and it talks about children who are emotionally damaged and how to deal with them and gives you step-by-step, here's what to do in this incident and it's a great book and there's all kinds of books out there.
2: Right. Now, I'm going
3: over to Bev.
2: Neither of you have mentioned charities. Um, What about charities? Are they helpful? What's been your experience? What do you hear about them?
4: Uh, You said said charities? Yeah. Well, you know what? Well, let me just be perfectly honest with you, okay? (laughs) I think there are some good charities. I think there are some not-so-good charities. And I think that it's up to each individual a family caregiver to do their homework to make sure that they're not getting sucked into something that sounds too good to be true, because normally we know that if it sounds too good, it's mm-hmm. probably is not all that it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but as far as children's local charities in our area, um, we have a couple of really, really good ones where uh you can go and if uh, you're you know, like lacks like the financial resources that Pat had talked about, you can go and, you know, get clothing, toys, even food if you're, you know, low on any of those resources in your home. But one a week, a couple of years ago there was a big scam in our area where a charity or that was fronting as a charity was asking the folks who wanted, you know, their resources to pay them a one-time fee of $100. And for $100, you could come as many times as you wanted and you could get, you know, whatever day they were giving out whatever. Well, of course, a lot of people, you know, scraped up $100 because they figured $100 for a lifetime of supplies And it wasn't even, you know, I mean, it was a scam.
2: So I'm going to ask you both, because, again, it's the tyranny of the break coming up. But this is a quick question for you both, um, starting with Bev. That was a sad, sad story you just told, where we don't want to hear about people being scammed. But there's another side to it. What are the things about family caregiving that you hear that make the sunshine for you?
4: Bev? Oh gee, I don't. You know when 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 grandparents, for me anyway, when grandparents say that you know what, I saw my grandchild take their first step today, and they knew they were instrumental because they've been working with them, or they learn to talk. I mean, it's the simplest things. Because, you know what, we tend to look at the grand things that need to happen in a child's life, but children, when they're really young, still need the nurturing and the growing and the love. And I just
3: don't think that there's no one better than a grandparent to give them that love. What a great
2: what, a great... what a I thing.
3: agree, Beth. And there, You know, it's also the fact that grandparents are willing to step up and yes. take care of these children. I. To me, that just warms my heart that they will do that and um, you know, little stories, like Bev said, little things. I talked to one grandmother who takes care of her grandchild and she said that this child had been acting out and was just incorrigible in school and she ended up having to take her somewhere to a residence for a week for some retraining kind of thing. And, um, it she was crying the whole way there, and the child was crying, and, and the child had real abandonment issues. And she said, I'm, just know I'll be here. I will be back. I will be here tomorrow to visit you, and I will take you home as soon as I can. And the child looked at her and said, are you going to be okay?
4: Uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and she said she knew in that moment that she had done the right thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, those
2: are the things that uh, need also to be talked about, as, as well as the serious things. Right. Coming up into our break, and after, in, when we move into the next segment, what we're going to be talking about is the kind of things that need to be done so that more help is given to family caregivers in a way that make them brings bring the sunshine shining for them and for people like you who are listening to them and reaching out to them. So, uh, as I say, it's time, unfortunately, for us to take a short break. Uh, this is the Rent Paying Time. This is Dr. Gordon Adderley, and my guests are Beth Mahone and Pat Montgomery. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. We're coming back.
5: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network?
5: stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com
0: you know I need someone you are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley if you have any questions or comments about our program please address them by email to G at mymonami.com that's doc letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
2: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Greg Mahone and Pat Montgomery. Our topic is grandparents as family caregivers. You know, family caregiving is more and more important, not just for families, but also for the healthcare systems and societies as a whole in North America and beyond. So let's talk about the ways in which grandparents, family caregivers can be helped more. And Starting with Bev, as you've said, these are tough financial times for many people. Now, what about these financial stresses for family caregivers who are grandparents? What kind of help would you like to see for them, and where should that help come from?
3: Are Um, you asking... Oh, uh, Go ahead. Okay. Uh, One of the things here in the states that's a a big, 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 big issue in my mind is the fact that if you have a foster child, you get money to help care for that child. If you are a grandparent who takes in a child, you get nothing. Um, Many states are trying to enact something so that they can get at least a little bit of money. But in order for you to get any money from the state to help care for the child, you have to put them in the system and apply to be their foster parent. Right. So they don't want their cho- their grandchildren in the system, so they elect not to do that, but then they struggle. So if we could find a way to make that more equitable and and help those people who are struggling financially, it, you know, it's got to be a need-based thing, but there's got to be some way to help them financially. Yeah. You know,
2: just a quick comment from me, it's exactly the same problem in Canada. And it, it seems very unfair, and I think this is where family caregivers, grandparent family caregivers really do need to unite politically to get their voices mm-hmm. heard, because I think that's massively... Uh, Absolutely. But... I know I'm holding forth, and I should keep quiet. Um, Now, um, Pat, family caregiving can be hard on the health of family caregivers. What about the health stresses from grandparents, family caregivers? What more help would you like to
4: see for them? Pat? Well, let me jump in here and just say um, what I'd really like to see is an opportunity for grandparents and grandkids to get out of the house complimentary of a spa one day. You know, um, you've, had, you've, you've been all week with the child. Why isn't there, you know, some health club in the community, uh, some nice, you know, relaxing something in the community salon where I could just go and unwind? and have a little play area, you know, for my grandchild. That would be my ideal uh, thing in order to... Because you know what? It helps me relieve stress. Mm-hmm. And if, you, if I don't have stress going on in my life, it's easier for me to deal with my grandchild. And I think most grandparents will tell you that. If, if you, the, the least amount of stress you have helps you, your energy to keep flowing, but when you have stress and it keeps building and building and building and you have no outlet, something negative always to come out of those kinds of situations. Yeah. So, you know, I have the community give something back to the, um, to
3: the grandparents. I would love that. Uh, well, I, guess, I guess I'm lucky in that situation because where I live, we have a lot of uh, opportunity for that. So we have a lot of parks, and we have some community county programs that they have. And so, I, again, it's just find your resources. Right. But uh, so, some people are lucky in that way, and some aren't. Right. But for health health wise, um, more programs like like I mentioned in Georgia, we have this Project Healthy Grandparents, and they actually will come out to the grandparent's home and they will do a health assessment of the grandparents, and they will help them deal with stress and help them, you know, get prescriptions they need and that kind of thing. They will also do a health assessment of the child and uh, and that's all free for the first year and then it's a needs-based fee after that. So more programs like that would be wonderful.
2: Right. Bev, what you were talking about, some people would call re- respite care, where there's some relief for the grandparent family caregiver. And what they say is with that relief, then the family caregiver, grandparent family caregiver, maintains the strength to carry on. Have you come across a situation in which people like family caregivers who are grandparents are driven by almost a a sense of duty that almost at times, seems to be a sense of guilt.
4: Have you come across that? Of course. Of course. I I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people. You know, you do it because you have to. You do it because you want to. You do it because it's necessary. But while you're doing all of this, many times the family caregiver chance to forget about the number one person, and that's themselves. So So while they're giving so much because they want to, they have to, they need to, it's important, they're not realizing that at some point, if they don't stop and start taking care of themselves, they're going to shut down and be of no use and no good to anyone
3: else. It's like the airline analogy. You know, they tell you, if you're on a plane, since I'm sitting here in an airport, it came to my mind, um, when the oxygen drops down, you put it on yourself first, and then you put it on your child. Because if you're unconscious, you can't help your child.
2: Yeah. Same thing. That's that's a very powerful analogy, and it's a very powerful message, that you've got to keep strong Mm -hmm. to do your best for the kids, the grandkids, whoever they are that you're looking after. Now you both mentioned the point about grandparent family caregivers helping each other. Pat, I want to ask you this question: Um, What more help would you like to see given to grandparent family caregivers so that they can help each other? What more can we do for them?
3: Um, besides the things that we've already mentioned, you know, find a way to help them financially. Find a way to help them health-wise, um, every community, I would love to see every community set aside a room and a time where anyone that's involved in that, um, in caregiving for their grandchildren or, or parents who are caregiving for their, for their elderly parents, the um, same thing applies to them, is have a time where they can all come together. And it wouldn't cost much for the cities or the communities to do that. And if they could, you know, just pull these people in and just let them have time to sit and talk to each other. You know, they learn so much from each other. Well, how did you handle this situation? Oh, really? You have that? I didn't know that that group existed out there. That could really help me. They learn more more from each other than any one person can possibly teach them. Right. And let
4: me add something, if I may. Shoot. far away, Beth. Cut the red tape. Cut Absolutely. all of the nonsense. Cut all of the garbage. Cut all of the little clauses that mean nothing. Yep. Cut through the crap so that grandparents or caregivers have easy access, information that's readily available, and they don't have to jump through hoops in order to get what they need
3: absolutely good point good point
4: now i want to say
2: to you both very quickly that one of the things that's come through to me on this show and it's coming through to me again from you two is how people who are in the family caregiving situation are reaching out to others you know it's like a road family caregiver you've traveled it you stop, you look over your shoulder, you reach out to help people who are just setting out on the road. And it seems to me that both of you are in a very good situation when you do that. And, in fact, Bev's actually training people, uh, offering training on how to deal with the media. Well, I'm finding family caregivers who have started their own websites. They're not kind of talk show hoax or, or radio personalities in TV personalities in the way you two are, but nevertheless, they're reaching out. So may I just finish off by asking you very quickly whether you two are sympathetic to the idea of helping family caregivers to reach out to others using their talents via writing, via the web, uh, via local groups, by volunteering, and all that kind of thing. Is that a way you would think is useful? Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely, I mean, because you know what, with the internet being the way it is now, with the click of a mouse, all you have to do is put in some keywords and you can find grandparents all over the world and mm-hmm. so and I do look for them I mean Pat and I connected, and I've talked to Pat or you know I've read her blogs we you know we don't always agree on just on the same subjects, but at least I can get some sense of where she is in her walk as a grandparent, caregiver, she knows about me. And so that, the Internet connects us in such a powerful way. And I say, grandparents, get out there, tell your story, because you will be a testimony for somebody else. You will help someone else. When you don't even know that you're helping them, they may never tell you, but just by what you read, by what you write, by what you say, will inspire someone else.
2: Right. Now, we've oh, run out t- Yeah, you both agree with that, and I, what I'm going to say is I want to hand that back to both of you, because you're both leaders, you're both in a position to influence, you're both helping, and you both know how to do this. And if I may recruit you to the cause of Family Caregivers Uniting, you know what I'm talking about, that is giving them voice, expressing their needs in the way that you do both so well, then... Uh, I think we can make some progress. So I'm winding up by saying, first of all, thank you to our listeners. Please email us with your comments and questions. And I want to say thank you to Bev Mahone and Pat Montgomery, not just for sharing with us your experience and your insights and your advice, but also sharing that sense of leadership you both have and that basic sympathy for people who are having a tough time doing a tremendously important job. So if I say all success to you both, what I'm really saying is please go on doing what you're doing because it's profoundly important for everyone and society as a whole. So thank you both and congratulations on what you've done so far. Well, thank you,
3: Gordon, and thank you for what you do. Thank you very
2: much. You provide a
3: valuable service for people.
2: Thank you very much. Now, in our next episode, we're going to talk about family caregiving and Parkinson's disease. Please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. Thank you.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful.